Miracy. There was once a country called the Land of Light. It was a bright and beautiful country, and it was ruled by a kind, generous, and benevolent king. The people there lived well. They wanted for nothing. The only thing was that the Land of Light was bordered by the Land of Darkness. No one dared to visit the Land of Darkness. They were afraid, as they could not see anything over the border. They were afraid of what might live in the Land of Darkness. And they were afraid that if they went to visit the land of darkness, they would never be able to find their way home. Now the king knew that it was not healthy for a whole country to live in fear, so he asked everyone, his advisors and all the people, if anyone could come up with an idea of how to go and visit the land of darkness, but to be able to find their way home. After a long time, a young boy had an idea. He went to the king and he said, "If we take a newborn foal." Into the land of darkness, it will be able to lead us home. For everyone knows that a foal can always find its mother. The king thought that it was a splendid idea, and the plans were made. He himself would lead an expedition into the land of darkness. He knew that he had to show an example so that people would no longer be fearful. The big day arrived. A large group of people came to the border between the land of light and the land of darkness. They brought the mare and her foal. The king led the way. Everyone anxiously saw them off, fear in their hearts that they would never be seen again. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story—a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story. So that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. The group walked into the land of darkness, and it was dark. It was so dark you could not see your hand in front of your face, and they held on to each other for fear that they would lose each other. The only thing they could feel were stones underneath their feet. They walked for hours or maybe days. It was hard to tell, but they saw nothing and could only feel the stones underfoot and the soles of their shoes wearing thin. They were just about to give up and turn back when they heard a loud voice. It said, "Pick up the stones." Now some people immediately did what they were told and bent down to pick up as many stones as they could and put them into their pockets. And others did not pick up the stones. They were afraid. Because such is the way of people, and they continued to walk, one in front of the other, holding on, seeing nothing, only feeling the stones under their feet. Some time later, and no one could tell how long, they heard the voice again. This time, it said, "Do not pick up the stones." And immediately, those who had picked them up dropped them, and the others picked them up as soon as they were told not to, for such is the way of people. And they walked on and on. Soon, the king decided that it was time to go back. They released the foal and urged her forward to find her mare. And slowly, she walked back the way they had come until a light was seen up ahead, and the group arrived back at the land of light. There was a great celebration. They had gone into the land of darkness and they had returned safely. The crowd was thrilled, and the king was satisfied. But then they remembered the stones, and they looked in their pockets, and they took them out. 
They discovered that they were precious stones, rubies, diamonds, emeralds, each one more beautiful than the next. The people who had not taken stones back with them were sorry they hadn't, and those who had, they were sorry they had not taken more. Because such is the way of people. So this is a story I heard once from another storyteller at a workshop many, many years ago. And though I only heard it once, it stayed with me and I've told it many times. There's so much about this story that speaks to me as a person and as a business owner, manager and entrepreneur. I love the premise, such is the way of people. And it's also a little confusing. Like what is the lesson of this story? Well, that might unfold as we discuss it more. Let's start with the king. Wouldn't we all love to have a boss, a manager, a political leader, or even just a friend like that? He has humility, integrity, and he's brave. He follows his instinct, understanding that it's not healthy to live in fear. And he listens to everyone's suggestion, no matter who they are. So he can hear even what the young boy says and take this idea rather than only listening to his senior advisors or cronies. And he leads the expedition, leading by example. That seems almost novel right now. It's not easy to find leaders who really embody and exemplify what they believe. As a manager or leader, these are characteristics and choices we can all aspire to. So they set off into the land of darkness, and all they see is blackness, and all they feel are the stones under their feet. This could almost be a metaphor for the early entrepreneurial journey, where we drudge along trying to find a path and understand where we are, not seeing very much at all. But then there's the voice commanding us to take action. Some do, some don't. It always amuses me to predict who are the people who would do what they are told and who are the ones that do the opposite. I would suggest that a business needs both types of people, or we'd either have no innovation or we'd get nothing done. Ultimately, the king turns the party around and they head home. There's a great celebration as they arrive back safely. But also the king realizes there's really nothing to fear. Just because we can't see or we don't know what's in front of us, we don't have to be afraid. I think that's a wonderful lesson for us all. And it especially speaks to the entrepreneur who can rarely see too far ahead into the future and must deal with the darkness and the stones underfoot. The end of the story is when they remember the stones and discover that they are precious stones. Those who didn't take the stones were sorry, and those who did were sorry that they hadn't taken more, for such is the way of people. To me, this seems to say that in every adventure, we can bring back treasure. We just have to dare to reach out, to try new things, to do the extraordinary, and sometimes not to listen to the rules or the advice of others. But also that even when we bring treasure, the human response is often that it's not enough. This is both a moment of reality, but also a warning that we can take chances, go on adventures, and sometimes they will pay off and we will find treasure, and sometimes we won't, and that's okay. We don't need more all the time. I've been guilty again and again of meeting with my coach only to report on all the things I haven't achieved or completed and all the projects that were not done yet. One time my coach just said, stop, please. I think you're missing something. Since we last met, amazing things have happened, and sheepishly, I had to admit my treasures, you know, some incredible achievements that I had not 
not been focusing on because I'm already moving on to the next task, the next action item. This story reminds us to look at the precious stones, to see its beauty, to appreciate it, and to see that it's quite enough. The truth is that not only are our experiences and our adventures enough, they are a special gift to us for our business and for our lives. In fact, what we get from our entrepreneurial adventures and from our businesses, sometimes we overlook them, but it's important to take a moment and appreciate how far we've come and what amazingly precious gifts we have received. When I was told this story many years ago, it was accompanied by a simple meditation. Why don't you join me? Close your eyes. Imagine that you have a precious stone in your pocket, something you've picked up along the way. Take it out. Hold it in the palm of your hand. What color is it? How does it feel? Is it rough or smooth? Is it sharp or pointed or flat and round? Is it cold or is it warm? Now, as you feel this precious stone in your hand, understand where it needs to go in your body. Where does it go? Where do you need it to be? Now put the stone in that place in your body that needs it. And notice that it fits perfectly. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lam. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.